Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 25. This is Brandon Chin, and I'm broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. Today, we're going to speak about gratitude. This is gratitude story one. I'm going to do a series of、uh, stories about my time in Japan and why I'm grateful for those moments. So, let's dig in. Gratitude story number one. Basically, I came to Japan and spent About three years、uh, using tourist visas, which is just, if you don't know, three months, three months stay, you can't work or anything like that. But I was volunteering with WOOF. It's a, a volunteer program where you exchange your, a few hours of work a day for food and room and board. And I stayed in the countryside with a lot of、um, different entrepreneurs and families, people running businesses and living self sustainable lifestyles. And I'm extremely grateful for my time there, especially my first experience in Hiroshima in 2011,、uh, where I spent about a month with a woman named Rui san, and she was opening a shop. I was there for the opening, and I was there for the close five years later as well. So I'm very, I saw during that time, I saw a lot of different stuff. but Uh, when I first met her, I was 19, and she was a retired cop from Tokyo. She spent 11 years as a, a motorbike cop in Tokyo, where she dealt with a lot of、uh, Russians. And, you know, it's Tokyo, so it's pretty, it's pretty、uh, tough. And especially, she was, she's a woman, so there's a lot of discrimination seen in.、Uh, Professional work places everywhere in the world, but especially in Japan, and she, she had to deal with that. So, I don't think it was a big part of why she quit. I mean, she talked about this publicly a lot as well that、um, she just came to a point in her life where she wanted to start anew. She just got a divorce, and the cop thing wasn't really doing it for her. She, I guess she wanted more freedom. So, she moved to Hiroshima, bought an old house. Um, and an old Japanese traditional house is pretty big as well, and moved to an island off of Hiroshima. It's called Osaki Kamijima. She blogs every day, actually. If you look up Mori Rui san,、um, Osaka Kamijima, her blog will come up. But yeah, she started a shop, and I was one of the first woofers. I think I was like the third one. And basically, we. I, help, I and other volunteers helped、uh, set up the building for the shop. We were like scraping glue off the floor、uh, after ripping out some of, I guess, the flooring. And completely, there was a French guy that did some of the sofas. And there's another Japanese girl that was with us that.、Um, Yeah, we we're just doing a lot of cleaning and preparing the shop for open. And I went back multiple times during that five year period while she was open because she was like a mentor to me, right?、Uh, my dad also was an entrepreneur. He had his own business in a Jamaican restaurant in、uh, America, in the US, in Florida. And、um, a lot of my family members. 
have their own originality kind of thing to it. So when I came to Japan, I met Louis-san. I was very uh, thankful to have met a Japanese person that was pursuing their own ideas. And she was young. She's like 33 at the time, I think. And it was just so cool to see a Japanese woman really pushing and being courageous. And you, t- you could tell she wasn't taking any shit. Especially this island that she moved to, Osaka Kamijima, is full of older people with older mindsets. And uh, you could see the resistance of having somebody from a big city like Tokyo come in and start up a new business and try to bring new energy to the island. Especially she was having a lot of foreigners come in through the program. And while a lot of people were grateful, most people were grateful because they don't have the opportunity to meet a lot of foreigners. But uh, you could tell there are some people that had a little bit of a jealousy for her because she was, to, her, to them, she seemed very successful. She, was start, she had her own business. She was enjoying her life. She had a big house. And she had a lot of friends with these foreigners that were coming in. So I guess from the outside, or people that were close to her as well kind of got a little bit, eh, because she was doing her thing and I'm just grateful to have experienced that because it showed me a lot about uh, the island mindset of Japan because this was like an island with an like it's an even smaller subset of uh, the really ignorant in Japan because they're older and they're shut off on this really small island where they know everybody uh, and it was just good to see from the beginning because I, I came in I didn't really have a uh, the naive mentality most people do when they come to Japan when they just see anime and stuff like that because I did karate for like eight years in Florida when I was younger and my sensei was from Okinawa and uh, I could say he wasn't completely assimilated into the US still so he's still Japanese and uh, there it was like traditionally done so we had to speak Japanese a little bit like repeat this creed uh, clean the studio as students do here in elementary school and overall just keep an atmosphere of uh, dedication to inner growth and character building and so when I came I wasn't that surprised but I did learn a lot and Louis-san was one of the people that led the way for me. So I'm grateful for Louis-san. Thank you, Mori Louis-san. Arigatou gozaimasu. Kansha shiteimasu. Kansha shiteimasu. Okay, so that's episode 25, gratitude story number one. Next one coming up soon. See you. Go to brandonchin.net backslash raw. Pop in your email address and I'll send you some juice we're actually running a book contest right now where i'm sending um haruki murakami's new book uh and my book so i'm gonna mail that to you all you gotta do is sign up for my email list and i'll send you the details see you in your inbox goodbye